Hello and welcome to the Self-Improvement Book Club by Rachel. Today's book is Elastic Habits by Stephen Guise. Now I have read both Atomic Habits and Elastic Habits and personally I really felt that I could stick with the Elastic Habits a little bit more because there's more flexibility to it, the habits can be really small and easy to accomplish. So anyone struggling with motivation or getting yourself productive, I would encourage you to pick up the book Elastic Habits and give it a read. So the book's premise is by building habits, like many habits, you can't really fail and you will build momentum and not miss any days of whatever habit you're working on. And it helps you build great strategies to scale to any level. And what I really loved about the book is it helps you create the belief that you can actually do it and accomplish your goals by always feeling like you are succeeding every day and that you can see something through. And that is part of not giving up, like doing something small every day that helps you get to your goal. So the part one of the book is we kind of say goodbye to rigid structure and we say long live freedom. So this book's all about having flexibility and freedom in our pursuit of whatever habit we're developing. Therefore, this strategy is engineered to work with your thought patterns, whether they're positive, negative, or neutral. Your particular habit will need to be adaptable not only to your environment, but your state of mind as well. So instead of strict discipline, which by the way is what authority figures do to keep us in check, so why do that to yourself? Because you're taking your freedom of choice away and Elastic Habits is all about giving you choices. So let's say your habit that you want to accomplish is something to do with fitness. Then you would think of three sizes of goals. And the first size of goal that you would start with are mini goals, which should be extremely easy and laughable to miss. The next level is plus goals, which should be a decent challenge, but nothing too intimidating. And then you have your elite goals, which should be difficult, but also exciting when you complete them because they're bigger. So for example, if you were to take fitness as an example, let's say you have even three levels of what you do for fitness. So you could have three mini goals in one. So you could choose to stretch for one minute. You could hit your 5,000 step goal or dance for one song. All three are mini goals. So they would go on your mini goal chart. And then a plus goal for fitness would be something like stretch for 10 minutes, hit 10,000 steps, or dance for three songs. And then your elite goal would be yoga for 30 minutes, 15,000 steps, or dance for six songs. So you have choices, options, and freedom. So if you wake up and you have a really busy day, you turn your favorite song on and you dance for one song and you hit your goal for that day. Maybe the next day you have a ton of time and you hear one of your favorite songs, you dance and you're feeling good, 
and you go for six and you feel really, really great that you did that exercise. So it's meant to keep you motivated and moving forward. Therefore, by feeling like we have control, we are much more likely to make decisions that are in our best interest. No one knows ourselves better than we do. That's why these goals are personalized to you. And you need to like and respect what you're doing because you want to keep it. You want to keep it for weeks, months, and years. And that's what really creates a habit when we stick to it. It's not... 21 days and you have a habit, it's much longer than that. You form habits when you do it time and time again, and it's more like probably six months to get a habit really solidified. And this book really harps on not feeling like you have to do your goals. It should be that you have the freedom to choose that day which one you want to hit. It's also important to understand why you want these goals. The author talks about not setting up more than three goal areas. So maybe one of them's fitness. The other one, if you're, let's say you want to write a book, it's writing. Um, And the third one could be something else you want to do, like learn how to cook. So, you know, whatever's important to you in your life he says to stick to three areas that you can focus on and choose from each day. Which I'll be honest, the perfectionist in me was like, only three? Like, this sounds like a great system. Maybe I could set up six. But I get it. You can't do everything at once, right? That that typically is my problem. Like, I want to do everything. Um, so this does set you up for success in that way that you can at least accomplish one minute of stretching if, if that is on your goal list. And, you know, if you have another mini goal somewhere else in, in three different areas, it's almost really too easy to miss. Now, I will say my one complaint or criticism with any of these books that talk about habits is I am in the mental health field. So when people have severe crippling depression, even something like one minute of stretching may be too hard. So I would just add to be really compassionate with yourself when you're trying to change habits. Because even if you do this work and you set it up, sometimes it is really hard. And if you have any kind of mental health issues that get in the way, it makes it very challenging. And I do just want to make that note that if you're in any kind of severe depression, that any kind of action can be very difficult. Part two of the book is all about elasticity and flexibility in these goals. So why do we have so many choices for the many goals? Well, multiple routes are better than one. Those without flexibility depend on one route to do the job, whatever that may be. So if you think you can only get fit by going to the gym for one hour a day and you know, if you don't have time for that, you have to totally skip it, then you may feel like you failed that day. And that is very disheartening. So instead of saying, okay, this is the very strict thing I have to stick to, I have multiple choices that day given my circumstances, right? We all get sick 
We all have busy days. We all have children that have to stay home from school because they're sick. Um, Well, maybe not all of us because maybe you have chosen not to have kids. But if you do have kids, you know things come up and it makes it really hard to stick to a very strict plan. In the book, the author talks about structure versus flexibility, that we must have both. And if you think about a human body, right, if we had no structure, no bones, um, and we were all flexibility, we kind of melt to the floor, we couldn't move. But if we were so rigid that we had no flexibility at all, and we were all structure, we wouldn't move either. So it's about balancing those. So to put together these grids of essentially nine choices of three mini goals, three plus goals, and three elite goals, you're giving yourself the flexibility to choose. Flexibility opens your eyes to opportunities. If you're flexible from the start, you will gain a wider field of vision to better anticipate incoming threats and opportunities. Because, hey... Let's say you planned a morning run, but you slept through your alarm accidentally. But later in the day, you have an hour free and the weather's great. Why not go for a run then? Like if you had planned it in the morning and something happened, why not be flexible with that? If you have another opening, do do what you're planning to do at that time if it works out in your schedule. Flexibility also allocates you resources more effectively and boosts your sense of freedom, which the author talks about a lot, wants you to feel free. Who doesn't want to feel free, right? Like a bird soaring in the air, right? We are free. We can flex and choose and bend to our goals, whatever suits you that day. And this actually makes you more motivated because you feel like you're always achieving because you have that opportunity to choose. So you have lateral flexibility in the system, which means you have a variety of ways of reaching your goals. And you can have multiple mini habits, which means you get to win in multiple ways. So you can either walk two blocks or do one pull up and you've had a win for that day. Now, the other thing that I thought of as a small criticism is, you know, if you have the flu and you wake up with the flu, you're not even going to want to do one pull up. And I think you should forgive yourself and move on, right? In those extreme cases when something's going on in our life that's unpredictable, we can also maybe just say, hey, today nothing's going to happen and that's okay. And then get back on the horse the next day. The other main point is that you have vertical flexibility with your goals, which means you have goals of different size. The mini, again, is easy to accomplish. The plus is moderate and the elite is really hard, which gives you a big sense of a win. And part three of the book is about motivation and unlocking through choices. The three motivational sweet spots are accountability, respectability, and greatness. So starting with accountability, accountability is a key factor in what motivates us to choose one action over another. Instead of relying on willpower to do the heavy lifting, which by the way, willpower is limited, when you use elastic habits, you can choose a goal that hits the motivational sweet spot 
with these two factors. Um, one is maximum attainability. So those are those small wins that motivate you through the day. Like, yeah, I can definitely do that. Small goals should be withstanding um, usually any conditions and they are a safety net on your down day. So again, those really busy days, not when you're in bed with the flu, but just those really busy days. And then the moderate accountability meets respectability. So medium wins. You are motivated by the thought like, hey, this is a pretty respectable accomplishment. And these can help build up into attempting the larger wins. And the last thing, greatness, so those are large wins, is motivated by the thought that this is a significant victory and it's exciting step forward to my quest for greatness. And when you're having a down day, you're able to climb into the arms of attainability. And when you're frustrated with mediocrity, you're going to respond by fighting harder for a larger, more valuable win. Finally, part four is smarter strategies and superior results. You should not feel guilty with when surprises interfere with your plans. What you need to do is pivot your activity and keep the winning streak alive. And that means over time, you will start to move your targets up, down, sideways to still maintain your winning streak. In the book, there are four pillars of elastic habits. The first pillar is elastic habits are to be done every day. The second pillar is elastic habits have a limited number of lateral and vertical success points. There is a point where increasing flexibility does more harm than good. So giving yourself a choice of 12 different activities is not a good thing. You want to you keep to those nine choices. The third pillar is elastic habits need to be tracked. So you can get a tracker. I'm sure you can download an app to track that you have done the habit. The fourth pillar is have no more than three elastic habits at one time. Having too many will divide your energy and focus. So if you're ready to get a habit going and you want to pick up this book, it would be really helpful to get an idea of how to implement this into your life. But again, you need to choose three habits you want or less and divide them into many plus and elite and get that on paper and get going and track them. I hope you've enjoyed this week's edition of the self-improvement book club. Looking forward to hearing you. And if you have any books you'd like me to read, leave that in the comments. I'd love to check out the book you suggest. Have a great day.